This show is sponsored by This Could Be Your Name, the writer of This Could Be Your Book. Contact us to find out more about sponsoring an episode. The following content is strictly designed for the enjoyment of a mature adult audience. Headphones are recommended as these stories are recorded in left-to-right dimensional stereo. Hi, Erotica Connoisseurs. I'm Avril, and you're listening to All the Filthy Details, the Erotica Communities podcast. We've got no book reviews on this episode, unfortunately. Instead, we're preparing to give you several mini erotic audiobooks in December. Look out for our Christmas Cracker promotion on Twitter and SoundCloud. None of this would be possible without our hard-working team and the erotica community supporting this project. Later on in this episode, we'll be interviewing our star recommendation-winning guest, Mae Fellowbrook. But first, we're going to start off with a partial chapter from an audiobook available on our Patreon. This is from an alternate version of Babylonia with an American voice actress instead of a Persian one. Enjoy. This is a partial story for all the filthy details. Head on over to the Patreon for the full audio. Links are in the description. Honestly, I had forgotten what he did. I had no interest in asking him what it was. I subtly rolled my eyes at him, wondering how a person could think it would be great to talk about their work on their first date. I cursed Dia under my breath. She was the one to set me up on this blind date. What do you do, Ava? The man, I'd forgotten his name, asked. I was so caught up in my thoughts I hadn't heard his question. Uh Uh-huh. I blurted out before I could stop myself and cringed. Am I boring you, miss? He attempted to make the question a joke, but I heard the underlying hurt in his voice. I suddenly felt terrible for being such an asshole. Uh, No, of course not. I waved him off as if he was being silly. Of course, I would never tell a man he was being ridiculous. To his face, that is. He smiled. The menu caught my attention, I added, my eyes landing on the menu, regarding him with mild curiosity. Do you want it? Where did you say you were from again? I asked, playing with a strand of my hair. I hung down by my back in dark curls that he had eyed appreciatively as soon as I'd walked in. I had felt a surge of confidence that I had lost after Malcolm cheated on me. I'm from Manhattan. No, I meant, where are you from originally? I clarified. With his brown skin and dark hair, my date was definitely not white. Ah, I see what you want to know. My parents are from India, he answered, taking a sip of his coffee. I nodded, satisfied now that I had quenched my curiosity. Before he could say anything, my waiter brought out my drink, he added. I almost groaned when he put it down in front of me. I was clueless in regards to what drink my date had ordered for me because I hadn't paid attention to the menu board. It turns out it was some sort of hard ice latte. And now as the smell hit me, I felt nauseous. I was not too fond of coffee. Are you okay? 
my date asked, concerned. Yes, I smiled through my pain. I could drink a cup of coffee, couldn't I? You look sick. Gesture caught me off guard, but I let him touch me. God, I hadn't been touched in so long. As his hands moved from my forehead to my wrists, my skin started burning, and heat pooled in my belly. You know what? Let's go to my place, I said, making him pull away. I wanted to ask him to touch me again, to stay close, but I kept my mouth shut. He got up to pay the bill, and I waited impatiently. Once he had paid, I all but ran out of the cafe. I just wanted Ava? To on me again. He called as I hurried My into the parking lot. This way. Yes? He gestured in the direction asked, turning opposite around. to where I was going. The wind whipped I flushed, muttering an apology, and followed him to his car. Where do you live again? He asked, settling into the driver's seat. I looked over at him and wondered how long it would take to get to my place. Too long, I decided. I needed to feel his hands on me again, and I couldn't wait until I got back to my place. I did not answer as I crossed over the console and straddled his lap. I winked. What pressing my body closer to started, but I He raised an eyebrow, amusement shining in his dark eyes. And I plan to show them to you, I added. I'd love that, he smirked, a glint entering his eyes that I was sure reflected the look in mine. Without another word, I pulled the dress over my head in one smooth motion. Inside, I wore a lacy red bra with matching thongs. It looked amazing against my slightly pale skin. I watched as my date's eyes ate me up. Can I... He thought I'd be having a fling with a guy in his car in the parking lot of a cafe. That's all yours, darling. I cooed. He nodded distractedly, his hands coming up to grope my breasts. I sucked in a sharp breath as he squeezed them roughly, his hands almost covering my entire breasts. Suck on them, I urged him on, wanting to feel ecstasy. Exposed. I tried to get my high and sucked. I wanted it licked now. and lightly bit my, my mouth. Attacked the top of God, my I missed this. With one hand still fondling my tits, he reached behind me to flick the clasp of my bra open. Letting a scrap of lace fall between us, he attacked my naked breasts again. His fingers worked around one nipple, rubbing and plucking while his mouth licked and sucked on the other. Yes, like that. I breathed, throwing my head back. My hair was a mess at this point. Remember, some of these stories are often much longer. Join us on Patreon for more of this. Before lowering myself down on his cock, as his impressive length filled me up, I moaned so loudly he had to put a hand over my mouth to dampen my cries. I cried against the palm of his hand. Loving the feeling of his smooth length inside me. God, baby. He moaned as I started moving. I raised myself up again before pushing down deeper onto his cock. My cunt leaked with desire. Hot erotica titles to look out for. The Witch of Rosemary Lane by Elena Nix. Connor Dawson has fallen for a smoking hot, crazy cat lady who just might be a witch. 
Felina da Silva is everything Connor ever wanted in a woman, but she may be too good to be true. After she entices him to dinner, his dreams are filled with dark fantasies, and she's willing to fulfill them all. Despite being warned that Felina is dangerous and discovering that she's been connected with one man's mysterious disappearance, Connor finds it all too easy to spend more and more time with Felina and her strangely intelligent black cat. Friends with Kinky Benefits by James Hardcourt He wanted love, but she's offering something else entirely. Amy has a problem. Her best friend Dylan is infatuated with her. Now she's back from uni, he's about to declare his love and mess everything up. She's got problems of her own. Her attempts to find the dom of her dreams have been a disaster. She's longing to explore her secret, sexy desires with that special someone. It might not be what he wanted, or even what she imagined, but perhaps there's a solution that will give them some of what they are looking for. Friends with kinky benefits. But there's going to have to be some rules. And for Dylan, one in particular is going to have him aching in ways he didn't know was possible. Links can be found in the description. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> Time for our spotlight on eroticists. May Fellowbrook, our most recent star recommendation winner, joins us in this episode. Hello, May. We were impressed with your book, Taken by the Lost Tribe. To those unfamiliar with your work, how would you describe your style? I would say that my style is sort of more focused on characters, you know, like getting in their heads, um, offering a reason for why they're doing what they're doing, what their relationship with their sexuality is, what their relationship with their body is. Uh, you know, my, my stories often have a sort of out-of-this-world premise, and it's a fun challenge for me to try and bring some realism into that, to try to make the characters seem authentic in some way or another. Um, yeah, I would say that's what I aspire to, at least with my writing style. You've written several erotica titles, so we wondered why you felt compelled for us to read this book ahead of your other titles. Or was there something in this book you hoped would resonate with us? Um, I picked Taken by the Lost Tribe because, um, for, well, for one, it's the first book I've released that isn't part of a series. Um, but it's also, it's much more, you know, aside from all of the carnal sex going on, um, it's ultimately pretty lighthearted, you know, like the, the premise is pretty silly, like it's just uh, an archaeology student who walks through a time portal and finds a bunch of hot cavemen, you know, like there's not a lot of world building going on, um, not a lot of logic, it's, it's just pure fantasy. Um, and I was hoping it would be something that could be seen, you know, as a, as a quick, fun read. Um, and I just thought it might have the potential to reach a broader audience than, than my other stories. I could be wrong, but at a glimpse, it seems like you've written several coming-of-age ritual erotica titles. These seem to be fascinating. What could we expect to find in books? 
Um, yeah, that is my uh, Virgin Ritual series. Um, these stories were actually the very first time that I ever tried to write erotica. Um, as for what you can find in these books, um, well, they, they take place in a fantasy world where the women of the kingdom, you know, once they come of age, are expected to offer themselves up for a ritual that involves the men of their village uh, taking their virginity. And the ritual ends when she finds her perfect match, you know, like the one who's destined to be her soulmate. Um, and there's a lot of sort of honor and pride surrounding the ritual. Like it's, it's believed to be what keeps the kingdom prosperous and peaceful. Um, and, you know, there's also a lot of like hand wavy magic at the end of each ritual that results in a happily ever after for all of the characters. Um, but yeah, when, when I was first coming up with these stories, I just thought it could be really interesting, like this sort of idea of juxtaposing kinky group sex with this sort of like noble dignity, you know, where there's sort of a, a religious significance surrounding the act. And, you know, the woman who's being offered up as a virgin sacrifice to be ravished by the men of the town you know, like it's not happening in a way that's degrading or, you know, is even, you know, it's not taking away her agency or anything. You know, she's not being forced to do it. It is something she's choosing to do um, a little bit because of duty, a little bit because of pride uh, or the desire to uphold her family honor. Um, you know, but the main character, uh, she also has a lot of fear of her own sexuality, you know, and, and she starts out with some uncertainty about whether she is allowed to be feeling arousal, if she's allowed to have sexual desires. Um, because despite, you know, this sexually adventurous ritual that her society participates in, there's also this pressure for the women to be chaste, this pressure for the women to be pure. Um, and so there's this kind of like internal struggle that a lot of the women in this society have to try and reconcile. Um, and it's, it's kind of meant to be a reflection of our own society kind of, you know, taken to an extreme. And I think that that's something that has resonated with um, a lot of my readers. Are you strictly an erotica author who operates under one pen name? Or do you write other genres? I have a few different pen names. Um, this is the only one so far that does erotica. Uh, I also write romance. I have done comedy writing. Uh, I write a ton of fan fiction for several different fandoms. Um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm just, I'm all over the place. One of the things we loved about reading your work was some of the rampant acts of instinct and sexual desire, which were married with a need to submit to such urges. Is this a staple element in your books, or was this a one-off? Yeah, uh, I would say that it is a common component of all my stories, for sure. Um, you know, all my stories are from the point of view of women and like there's a lot in our culture that teaches women to feel ashamed of our sexual urges or ashamed of expressing lust or passion and that's something that i think a lot of women have internalized over the course of their lives and i like to write stories where the main characters are just you know where like they ultimately reach a point internally where they just feel like they have permission to let go and have some fun you know without any guilt or shame or stress 
um, you know, where they kind of have an excuse to give in to their needs. And, and I think this idea of sex being driven purely by instinct can be very appealing to a lot of readers. It can be very freeing. Um, yeah, and it's also an absolute blast to write. What are you working on next? Are you planning to create a longer title at some point or a sequel to one of your books? Yeah, I, I have written some longer stories. Um, most of them get shuffled off to other pen names, but um, I do have one that takes place in the same universe as my Virgin Ritual series. Uh, and I kind of had vague plans to maybe release it as a serial on Kindle Bella or something. Um, but that story isn't the same kink as the rest of the things I've written under this pen name. Uh, so I don't really know if my audience would be interested in it or not. Um, so for now, I'm, I'm mostly just focusing on finishing up a bunch of short stories uh, that are all around like 60 pages each or so. Um, I have a fun romantic reverse harem story coming up about a princess who is trying to save her kingdom. And she also happens to have a bunch of hot bodyguards who are in love with her, of course. Um, yeah, and I also, I have a story that I hope to get published within the next month or two, um, and that one is a very risque gangbang story that takes place on a subway train. Can we get a preview of something you've been working on? Absolutely. Um, I can read an excerpt from my next upcoming release, which is tentatively titled Seduced on the Train. Um, it's about a woman who signs up for this like, surprise sex service from a company that has this magical algorithm that knows how to perfectly tailor their service to your needs and your kinks or whatever. Um, so basically, once you sign up, you know, this company will send their employees to go and surprise you, you know, maybe when you're out grocery shopping or when you're on a lunch break at work or whatever. Um, and the woman who signs up for it, she kind of thinks the idea is that some handsome guy will whisk her away to a hotel room or something. Um, but when she's on her way home on the train during her evening commute, uh, she ends up getting a little bit more than she expected. So here is Seduced on the Train. The company still had two days left to fulfill their contract. Two long, anxious days that Emily expected to spend in a state of constant, humiliating arousal. The contract was vague enough that she wasn't even sure what the entirety of the service would entail. She'd been pretty frazzled by the psych questions, after all. What if the company had determined that her quote-unquote deepest desire was nothing but a somewhat sensual massage? Well... It had been almost a year since she'd even gone on a date, let alone had sex, so the touch starvation was honestly getting pretty serious. At this point, even a friendly pat on the head would be nice. Emily was halfway to slipping into a daydream when she felt the tug at her pencil skirt. The rumble of the train was so soothing and distracting that she almost didn't notice it. But then, there it was again. The slightest feeling of something plucking at the back of her skirt. Like maybe it was caught on something. More alert now, she could sense the warmth of someone standing close, crowding her a little, maybe trying to squeeze by to move to the next car. Standing up straighter, Emily attempted to make room for them. Perhaps she'd been taking up too much space, slouched over like she'd been. Sorry, excuse me, she mumbled out of habit, 
readjusting her sweaty grip on the subway pole for the hundredth time, using her foot to scoot her messenger bag further out of the aisle. But the person didn't continue on their way. Whoever they were, they kept looming within her personal space. Frowning, Emily looked to the reflection in the small, darkened train windows, where she could see the broad shoulders of a man standing behind her. Casting her glance to the rest of the train, she saw a few other men seated throughout the car, all of them staring down at their phones. This part of the commute was always less populated. Not many people traveled out to the country so late in the evening. Certainly there was no reason to crowd her like this. There was plenty of room on the train. Pursing her lips, Emily smoothed out her skirt and pressed closer to the window, keeping her gaze averted from the stranger, trying to ignore him. She still had 35 boring minutes until her stop. Creepy men on the train were nothing new to her. She could survive the wait just fine. And who knew, perhaps she just imagined the tug on her skirt. It was easy to convince herself of that for the next minute or so, at least until she felt her clothes flutter again. There was no mistaking it this time. The man behind her was brushing his fingers along the hem of her skirt, lightly teasing at the back of her thighs. Mouth going dry, Emily's heart rate picked up. What the hell was this? Was this some random pervert? Or... Oh. Oh, good lord. This was a company employee, wasn't it? Was this really where her paid experience was going to start? On a dirty train where any random passenger could look up and see? Her stomach swooped at the realization, just as those curious fingers slipped higher beneath her skirt, right up to the swell of her ass. Um, and I will stop the excerpt there, because things get kinky very quickly, and I'm not super great at reading sex stuff out loud. Which erotica authors do you think we should be keeping a keen eye out for? What kind of erotica do they write? Uh, you know, the only explicit stuff I ever really read is um, fan fiction. So I, I haven't spent a lot of time in the erotica writing community. So I, I'm not quite sure who is well known or anything like that. Um, but the people you've had on the show are fabulous, like Billy Lustwood and Alec Lake. Um, I think Nancy Paul has really gorgeous writing. Um, Jordan Riley is really good. Um, you know, I've also, I've just met some really awesome people on Twitter in the last few months, and they are all amazing writers. Um, like whenever I do log on to Twitter, I, I try to promote fellow authors, um, because they honestly all deserve to have their work appreciated. Like, the erotica writing community is just so welcoming and so warm, and, and they are all lovely. How can we follow May Fellowbrook on social media? You can find me uh, on Twitter at Mayfellowbrook. Um, and next year, I also hope to start posting some free stories on medium.com, um, also as Mayfellowbrook. So uh, if you're interested, feel free to follow me over there and hopefully I'll get something published early next year. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. You're listening to All the Filthy Details. <laughs> it's well worth noting that our Patreon offer is well worth looking at, especially when considering the value for money you'd be getting. Any subscription opens you up to hours upon hours of hot, steamy erotic audiobooks and exclusive podcasts. 
You can download your books to be listened to offline or just stream them. Here's a sample of what you can expect to listen to exclusively on our literally lovesick Patreon page. Literally Lovesick presents Stardom, Volume 1 Written by Hornika Assam Narrated by Eve S. Evans Copyright 2022 by Pornika Assam. All rights reserved. to breathe against her mouth. With loud, uncontrollable moans escaping the depths of my throat, my entire body was shaking, and it seemed to trigger her own orgasm as she buckled on top of me. Her breathing heavy and uneven, our pussies were covered in juices of our own arousal, throbbing and pulsing for each other, but we left them pressed against each other, where they belonged, as neither of us moved. Do you feel better now? She asked me simply, and I smiled. She looked like a goddess. Literally Lovesick presents Babylona by Pornica Assam. Copyright 2022. All rights reserved. Literally Lovesick presents The Infidelity Diaries Listener discretion is advised beautiful erotica connoisseurs. Let's dig into some erotica. Okay, people, let's kick some fucking ass. Where to start? Mixtapes and Mistakes by D.L. Holmes. He brought her to his storage unit, and she took her shirt halfway towards her head while he undid his pants before she changed her mind and said no. I'm sorry, I need privacy in a bed if I want to do you right. She said, grabbing his face and forcing eye contact. You want me to do to please you right, his lover. don't you? You're listening. He nodded to a response and extra filth. The secret erotica podcast. Talking about eagerness, I think I might have to call it a day with my current guy after he injured himself and hasn't been back in a week now. What do you mean, Kat? What did you do now? Look, I swear, none of this is my fault. So picture this, because I'm sure you've been there. I'm lying on my back, and he's popping away like a trooper, but it just wasn't hitting the spot for me like I wanted it to. So I encouraged him to do me doggy style, as you do. 
Anyway, bitch, he's pumping into me from behind, so I'm swaying on him to meet his thrusts while vocally encouraging him to pump harder. So he picks up the pace tremendously. I'm soaking wet, and between us, we've got a hell of a rhythm going. <laughs> but then it happened. He slipped out for just a second and thrusted hard, missing my pussy and accidentally slamming into my closed asshole. Unfortunately for him, it didn't align well enough to let him in. Now, you must know how much that hurts, but usually the guy shakes it off, apologizes, and carries on. Well, not this time. His erection must have bent painfully. You're listening to all the filthy details. <laughs> We're now on Patreon. Our offer is fantastic. You'll get access to all our literary lovesick audiobooks for a price that is comparable to a single ebook. You can end your subscription at any time, and you'll still be able to keep your books. We also have more exclusive content. Thanks again for joining us. Remember, we'll be releasing more content regularly in the next couple of days. So please, look out for the free mini audiobooks. Until then, stay safe. Goodbye, people. See you on Patreon.